0: following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. We're not going back. We are uh, slipping into a very important day tomorrow, Dan talked powerfully this morning on the books of heaven and told us how there's books in heaven if you don't realize that there's actually books in heaven where things are recorded about our life on earth about our eternal life in the book of life our eternal destiny and purpose all recorded in heaven and for the last ten days whether you realize this or not we've been in ten days of awe, which in the, historically this means the books of heaven are open for 10 days. And in this time of the books of all being the books of heaven being opened in the days of all, God is aligning us and readjusting us as we step into this new season. Last week we celebrated Rosh Hashanah, which is the head of the year, then 10 days of all, that's where we are right now. Tonight at sundown is the day of atonement. This is the day where the high priest would go before the throne and apply the blood over the mercy seat. Now we know that that's already happened. Come on, can we thank God for our great high priest, Jesus Christ? But this, what this happens for us in this season, I want to talk to you about this morning, are books, Dan listed five books, different books in heaven. I want to focus on one for the few moments we have this morning, books of destiny, or books of life. And what happens in the day of atonement, we, we choose tonight at sundown until Monday night at sundown, we will fast. We won't eat, and we will give ourselves to a 24-hour period of fasting. You say, why are you doing that? Because we want heaven's attention. Why did we get radical and worship this morning and wave our flags and dance and move with God? We want heaven's attention. We want heaven's attention. And see, hopefully I'll be able to communicate this with, with you somewhat. The sovereignty of God is a reality. The grace of God is a reality. But then God said, you draw nigh to me. And I'll draw nigh to you. There is a part of us choosing to go after God and his purpose and his plan because we realize we've got a purpose and we've got a destiny. Uh, Bev and I, longtime friend, Paul Keith Davis and Bob Jones were in a meeting in 1999 and Bob had one of the most powerful prophetic experiences he'd ever had where God took him to a place and showed him a book it looks like a family Bible you know those old family Bibles that sit on the table huge and it was books of resumes and he opened the book and it was Paul the Apostle and all that he did while on the earth and and John the Revelator and and uh, and Paul, uh, Paul the Apostle, Peter, and, and their whole list, you know, as we fill out a resume, it's your accomplishments. So he said it was awesome as he began to read through these and God let him see this book. But he flipped way through the book and he saw people that were actually still alive that hadn't gone to heaven yet, yet they had a resume. What was interesting to him, he said, their resumes looked as full or more full than the apostles of the early days, even though they hadn't been accomplished yet. And God began to reveal to him that God never starts something before He finishes it, He is the author and the finisher. So when God begins to talk to you and I about our purpose and our destiny, We have to begin to realize that these things were founded before the foundation of the earth. Paul the apostle has called it called to be an apostle before he ever existed. I like to say it like this: I was found in Christ before I was lost in Adam. I'm not teaching on this, but it's good. God didn't have a plan B. I thought we all read just some theology. He said in the garden there was one tree. He told them, don't eat of this. Don't eat of this tree. Yet he put it in the Bible, and it says in the middle of the garden. If you didn't want me to eat of it, why would you put it in the middle? Why wouldn't you put it way off in a corner where I didn't have to see it? But in the middle, I got to see it every day. Now this tells me that there was something up other than we had thought of. Maybe God wanted them to eat it maybe God's love could not be perfected until it found forgiveness. Maybe God's never had a plan B. Maybe it's always been God's plan A that his perfect love had to find a place that it could land intentionally on someone who actually didn't deserve it or it wouldn't be true love at all. Because my Bible says that Christ was crucified from the foundation of the earth. And so we got to realize that if you're alive on the earth, you have a destiny and you have a purpose. And I believe they're recorded in heaven in a book. Now you say, why are they recorded? Jeremiah one eleven says, God spoke to Jeremiah, let's give me a quick foundation. God told Jeremiah when he wanted to show him, he said, what do you see? Jeremiah 1.11, more of the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, what do you see? I see an almond tree, which means ready to bear, bear fruit. But I want to compare that to Revelations when God came on the Isle of Patmos in the entrance 111, 11. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. What you see, write in a book. I believe most all revelations in heaven are written somewhere. What you see, write. God told Daniel in the book of Daniel, write this vision and seal it up for an appointed time to come. That's why when Dan taught this morning on the book of Revelations, there's books in heaven that were actually sealed up that nobody could open. Nobody could open them until Jesus, the lamb, the lamb that had been slain shows up and says, we found one worthy to open the seals and open the books. See, I believe when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't die just to save you from your sin. He died to reveal to you why you were actually created and what you're on the earth for. So now we understand Psalm 139 that says, your eyes, David wrote, saw my substance being yet unformed and in your book, somebody say book. Book. And in your book, they're all written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. David penned at a revelation that his days while he was yet in his mother's womb, God had written a book. See, what you don't realize is there's a book written about you in heaven, and it ain't thin. It's a book. Because it says his thoughts to you are more than the numbers of the sands of the sea. There's a book in heaven with your name on it that's written about you. And all, not just the details of your life and how you fulfill it, but what God thinks about you. And as Dan preached so of this morning, and even the potential of what you can do while you're on earth, it's already in a book. That's why Jesus said in Hebrews, in the volume of the book, it's written of me. I come to do thy will, O God. And so when you realize this, something shifts or changes inside of us. This is a revelation that you've got to get if we're going to shift with the Lord into this kingdom season. 2 Timothy 1, 9. Who has saved us. Somebody say, I'm saved. Dan talked powerfully on that this morning. the, the, The sovereignty of your salvation. No man can pluck you out of his hand. Your behavior can't change it. What you did yesterday can't change it. What you're going to do tomorrow can't change it. You can't make it better. You can't make it. You're already written down in a book called the Lamb's Book of Life. And it's been bought by the blood of the Lamb. And no man can take your name out of that book. But not only are you saved, you're called. This is what we got to get. We think people that stand behind this pulpit are called. They're just a minority. The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher have one job to equip saints to step into their calling. Look at your neighbor out in the eyes and say, you got a calling. Ask him, are you going to answer it? You got a holy calling, not according to your works, but according to his purpose. Listen to me. Jesus didn't save you because you were lost. He saved you while you were lost. And the reason he saved you while you were lost is because you're filled with a purpose inside of you and a destiny. Therefore, he's willing, according to the gospels, to buy your whole field. He'll buy your mess. He'll buy your past. He'll buy everything you've screwed up. He'll pay for it all because there's a treasure inside of you called purpose and destiny that he'll pay for everything just to get to that. And so when you realize that, you realize the devil's not been trying to kill you personally. He's been trying to stop the purposes of God that are in you. Think about this. You walked in this room this morning carrying inside you the purposes of God in a book written about you before you are ever born. If somebody told me that early on, I didn't know that till later in life. I just thought it was about not going to hell and going to heaven. Nobody told me that I was saved and called. They just told me I was saved. I thank God I'm saved, but I thank God and I'm called too. Look at your neighbor and say, I thank God you're called <laughs> according to his purpose. And so God has got a book about your calling, not just about your, there is a book about your salvation, Dan Parker, but then there's also a book about your calling, your destiny, your purpose. Let me go ahead and give you another zinger. I preached it 20 years ago. Somebody don't, some, a lot of people don't realize this. Heaven is bankrupt. Everybody wants to go to heaven. It's bankrupt. Why? It says when Jesus came to earth, all the fullness of the Godhead dwelled in him bodily. And he didn't take it back. He left it here. It's in me. It's in you. That's why it says precious in the sight of the Lord are the death of his saints. He's getting his investment back every time somebody goes home. And it comes back multiplied more than what... That's why heaven won't be heaven until we all get there and we're all brought back together. What makes heavens rich is not golden streets and gates of pearl. What makes heavens rich is the destiny and purpose inside of God's people that becomes alive and gets fulfilled in the earth. You are a word from God and you will not return void. It's already been written about you. So let me talk to you about how to tap into it. First Corinthians 2, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared in advance for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we've not received the Spirit of the world But we've received the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God because they are foolishness to him. And we got to stop right there. This is where the difference happens. There is a realm... In God, in the Spirit, where my destiny awaits me. To be revealed to me. But it doesn't get revealed to my natural eye or ear or my natural mind. It has to be revealed to me by the Spirit. But most people don't ever tap into it because they, the Spirit things are foolishness to them. That's why we can sit in a service just like this and all this spiritual activity be going on around you and you'd be thinking, that's the craziest stuff I've ever seen in my life. I praise, I praise This isn't just for the sake of doing something. What's happening? There's people in this room who are so hungry to tap into what God has prepared for them, for the foundation of the earth, they'll lift their hands, they'll shout, they'll scream, they'll speak in tongues, they'll run around the room because they want to get into that ramp It's foolishness to the world, but we've not received the spirit of the world, but we've received the spirit which is from God that we might know the things freely given to us by God. So it's in these moments of worshiping that that a veil gets opened so we can slip in and grab hold of pieces and parts of our purpose and our destiny and put the pieces together and start walking them out in the earth because it's already finished. Come on. Where would I stop? Nor can we know them because they are spiritually discerned. Next slide. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Most people stop right there and spend their whole lifetime quoting that scripture and never live it. They walk around, for I know the thoughts you have for me, says the Lord. Thoughts of hope, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give me a future and a hope. And never tap into it. Why? They never read on. Then, somebody shout then. If you ever get a revelation that God's got a purpose for you. If you ever get a revelation God's got a destiny for you. Then, you will call upon him. And you will pray to him. And he will listen to you and you will seek him. I said, you will seek him. And you will find him when you have searched for him with all your heart. See, that's why when Bev and I first got saved, y'all know our story. Bev was a drug dealer. I was a drug addict. She was driving with couple of kilos of cocaine, the sky opened up and she saw into another realm. Come on now. They'll all encourage somebody if God can reveal the realm to drug, drug dealer. She slipped into another realm and she saw me and her in the future before she ever met me. Why? It had already been written down in a book in heaven, and all of a sudden God opened the book and started sharing with her something that was already written from the foundations of the earth. So when I walk up and meet her and we're out on a date and I'm looking at her, lusting after her, all these wild thoughts going on in my mind, she stops and says, Whoa, you're gonna be a preacher. Why, she had already seen the destiny and purpose before it ever happened, and when she saw me, what happened, what had been written from the foundation of the earth, fully manifested it. Let me tell some of you that's been in some stuff, felt like you maybe have gotten away from God and missed your opportunities. God will buy back your time. God will buy back your opportunities. God will buy back what the enemy stole from you. And I promise you, like Jonah, you may have been in the well, but he'll spit you out right where you're supposed to be all alone. Somebody shout grace. This is what the day of atonement's about. You see, once I found out I had a destiny, you couldn't keep me out of church. You didn't have to have a sharp series to get me here. You didn't have to promise me something to get me to come. You didn't have to. Every time the doors were open, I was there. Prayer meetings, worship meetings, preaching Every time I could get around somebody from God. Why? Because I heard that God had a plan and that if I would seek him, I would find him when I searched for him with all my heart. You didn't have to beg. It wasn't reading the word for a religious duty. I was looking in there trying to find myself. Why? Because in the volume of the book, it's written of me. You're in this book. That's why you can read it some days and it's not just a a little devotional to make you feel good. That word will come alive and speak right into your spirit, man, and ignite you on the inside of what God's saying in this season to you. Seek him with all your heart. I used to get in, at lunch hour, go to Walmart parking lot and just get in the back seat of my car just to worship him. Wasn't because I was super spiritual. I wanted to know what my plan was. What you got for me, God? They're hidden. My mind can't get it in my ear. I wanted to be around people of God because I never knew who would have a prophecy. Who would have a word? I was greedy for the things of God. Man, if there was a prayer line, I got in it. If there was a fire tunnel, I went through it. If they were putting oil on something, put it on me. Well, I just prefer the Lord to bless someone else. Nope. Jacob wrestled with God. He said, I'm not letting go till you bless me. I'm not letting go till you touch me. I'm not letting go till you reveal it to me. Search for him. and Find him. When you've searched for him with all your heart. This is what it means when you get a hold of the concept of destiny and books in heaven. You realize that God has such a tremendous plan and purpose for your life that you won't be satisfied until you're walking in it. And living it out. Fully finding its expression inside of you. This is what the Day of Atonement is about. The Day of Atonement is about the books are open. And in this book, I believe that in the day of atonement, because of grace, every day of atonement, we have an opportunity for God to audit and edit under grace. I don't know about you, but I got a few things for this past year I'd like to be wiped out. Anybody else? There's a couple items i like, God, let's just... Y'all remember that old whiteout? I'd like, God, get you whiteout out. There's just two or three items there I'd like to discuss with. Let's just kind of... God can do that. But I know many of us miss some opportunities. Because we're not we're human. We miss opportunities. We miss moments of the Spirit. I used to hate it when the times I didn't go to church is when God moved, right? I'd went go to church and I'd be getting calls, man, God moved today. And I'm like. And then I got to think, well, maybe God just moves because I'm not there, right? And it's like... But we all have, you know, we miss moments. We, we, we get caught up in habits and hang-ups and things that distract us from pursuing the purposes and plans. It all happens to all of us. But the greatest thing God can do for us on the Day of Atonement that I believe that nobody talks very much about is he can redeem our time. Because I think the biggest regret in most people's life is the time that they wasted. Because it appears naturally you never get it back. And so we spend a lot of our life in regrets of, man, if I had just... Did this or did this differently or got free sooner or or got off drugs quicker or got my anger dealt with faster or got my this done. But in God's sovereignty, He can edit, audit, and edit under grace. So the books of heaven are open all the way to the Day of Atonement and in the Day of Atonement they're sealed. So Ephesians 5 says, Let's put the last slide up. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be foolish, but be wise, understanding What the will of the Lord is. We were never designed to walk throughout the earth not knowing what the will of God is. We're designed to know, understand, and walk in the will of God. Like to know this is God's will for me and my life and my family and walk in it. This is what I believe happens the next 24 hours. We have a 24-hour window that we can literally gain strategy, instruction wisdom from God how to walk out his will this next year in our lives my friend Paul Keith Davis and Bobby Connors and Bob Jones for years wrote what's called the shepherd's rod on the day of atonement is when the sheep would pass under the shepherd's rod and they would inspect the sheep and so they've got a revelation that if you'll find a place any time during the day of atonement to make yourself aware of God's presence he'll speak to you talk to you, show you things. Jeremiah 33:3: 3, show you things you do not know. Amen. So here's what you can expect starting sundown tonight until sundown Monday night. Be aware of everything in your surroundings. For the next 24 hours, starting at sundown tonight. Anybody that calls you, Anybody that walks up to you and says anything to you encouraging. Any dream that you might have in the night. Numbers. If you wake up and it's 5.55 on your clock, and that afternoon all of a sudden you just randomly see 5.55, and, and you go by and it says five pizzas for $5 after five. And you... Be aware. Seriously, be aware. This is God. Be aware of that. Be aware of any scripture God would highlight to you in these next 24 hours. Be aware of any song, spiritual or secular. That would write, if you wake up in the morning with a song in your spirit, don't think that happened, chance. Look that song up. Look at what the lyrics are. Write them down. Pray it through because God will be trying to talk. This isn't us getting God. God will be talking to you in any and every channel or opportunity available to you the next 24 hours because He wants you in His will more than you want to be in His will. Why? It's according to His purposes. So it's not the next 24 hours we're sealed with some fate of judgment. This next 24 hours, God, Dan said it so of this morning, God's judgment is just God making the right decision. That's what ju- judgment is. God just makes it, God's capable of making a decision based on my life and your life. And so God is, only, only reason God would bring you judgment is to get you into his will. That's why it says, thank God when you get disciplined. Because then you're a true son, you're a true daughter because God's wanting to bring you into His will. God may give you a word of correction. Thank Him for it. Because He's moving you into His will. Here's the good news and bad news. Which you want first? Bad, okay. Bad news. You're going to get to where God wants you no matter what. That's the bad news. You're going to make it. To exactly where he wants you. Is that bad news or good news? good news? Good news? Bad news? Okay, good news. I'll give you the bad news. You can get there by revelation. Or you can get there by tribulation. So you can hear God. Obey God. And get there. Or like Jonah. Jonah. You can disobey God and get in a, put in a well. You can get to where you're going in a boat or you can get there in the belly of a fish. You get to choose. Now, historically, tomorrow, we read the book of Jonah. So that's a great book to read. Why? The reason Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh is he was convinced of God's mercies. That's the only reason he didn't want to go because he said, God, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to go preach this message of judgment you give me and what's going to happen? You're going to wind up forgiving them because I know you. So I'm not going to make a fool out of myself and go tell them about this judgment you're decreeing over them because I know how you are. It won't take but a handful of them to repent and you'll make things right with them. Don't you love that about this God we serve? That, that the reason he was running is not because of God's wrath, but because, God, I know what's going to happen. You're going to wind up being merciful to the people you send him in to speak judgment to. So he said he ran from God, and you know the story. Threw him out of the boat, into the water, and a whale swallowed him. We think that's God's judgment. No, that's God's grace. God kept him. And what happened? wound up spitting him out on the exact place he should have been in a boat. So the good news is you're going to make it to where God wants you to be. You can either get vomited out by a fish or you can get there on a nice boat. That's your choice right there, huh? I don't know about you. I'd rather get in a boat than in a well. Come on now, somebody. And so what God does this time of year, he comes by his grace and goodness and his mercy to alter us Help us, by His grace, make some small decisions. Not unlike New Year's resolutions. Just a hundred thousand more times powerful. Because we're talking about heaven's purposes. We're not talking about our desires. This is our time. In the next 24-hour period, it will be so significant. You, make, you let God speak to you and you act upon God's instruction. Because anytime you want God to move, you, people, 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 may, I believe make a mistake. When you want God to do something, don't ask Him to do it. Ask Him for an instruction. God, this is what I'd like to see you do in my life. Now, give me an instruction to see this. The Holy Spirit's called the Helper, not the doer. He will help you. And so the next 24 hours, it says God would seal his instructions over our lives and show us how we're to walk with him this next year. And what happens is a year from now, we come back to a meeting like this, and we have such testimonies of God's goodness and faithfulness and mercy and grace working in our life and we make more mistakes but then we come back around to the day of atonement we get readjusted and we step into another and we just keep cycling with God into blessing after blessing after blessing the books are open there's still time to readjust don't wait till next year let's go ahead and hear God now let's do it now Now's the time of salvation. And so in just a moment, we're going to pass out communion if you hadn't already gotten it. The bracelet that you're wearing today, that hopefully you got one given to you. If you didn't, pick one on the way out. uh, We did them clear this year because we felt like the word was clarity. And God's about to give us clarity in the midst of this chaos and confusion and all the stuff that's going on around us. We're going to know how to navigate. God's going to speak to us exactly how to navigate this place we're living in. You're going to know what to do, how to do it, who to do it with, and walk in His wisdom and walk in His anointing and step into your purpose and your destiny. He has saved you and called you with a holy calling. We need each and every person under the sound of my voice to step into your calling. Do you know how powerful we're going to be when everybody starts walking in their calling? We're not just saved, but we're called. This is what God's after. Some of the most gifted anointings are in this room that's yet to be manifested. And I believe this is the season where God's going to unlock our purpose and our destiny we're going to walk in in Jesus name amen would you stand up with me and let's get our communion out Grab some communion from someone. Rest of thanks. can't think of anything greater that could happen in my life or your life than tomorrow God speak to you. It'll change your life. It's not a word. It's the word. God himself, in the next 24 hours, he wants to speak to you about you. you got a word from God. It may be about your family, about your future, about your finance, about your health, relationships. God knows what you need before you need it. And He wants to speak to you. And so we're saying as we take communion, the Bible says the blood of Jesus will cleanse our consciousness from dead works so we can actually serve a living God. And so what I'm asking is that all the shame, guilt, and doubt, and unbelief, and missed opportunities, and all this negative aspects that we carry around with us, that in this moment today with communion, God would cleanse our very consciousness so that we leave here with a
1: clear
0: conscience. Knowing God's going to speak. It's the blood of Jesus that does this for us. He'll just wash it all away. Cleanse us from the inside out. Wash us. Have you ever just felt like your just soul just needed to go through Mr. Wash up at Walmart. You know, just ride in the back of the truck and just let you, let it just wash your soul out. This is what this moment's about. Just by the grace of God, he can just cleanse your conscience from trauma and pain and strongholds and demonic spirits that have been trying to hang on to your soul. Thrones of the soul. That's been trying to keep the voice of God from her being heard clearly. In this moment, this is the miracle we're looking for. That the Holy Spirit would appropriate the blood of Jesus and cleanse our very soul. Corinthians says, wash us from all filthiness of flesh and spirit. And allow us to step into a new season, hearing the voice of God and God speaking. So Lord, we lift up the bread and we're reminded you said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Lord, we believe your body was broken so that we would not have to live with a broken relationship between us and God, but that we could actually live God speaking to us in direct relationship with him And so we just say today, we believe as we partake of this bread, you are the bread of life. And we believe in the next 24 hours, you're just going to speak to us. And you're going to feed us with bread from heaven. So, Lord, we partake by faith in Jesus' name. Lord, we hold up the cup. You said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. I believe there's nothing on this earth more powerful than the blood of Jesus. There's nothing more powerful than the covenant blood Jesus shed on the cross. What we hold in our hands represents what has already been accomplished. The blood applied, the blood shed. And so I simply ask as we partake of this in the next few seconds that the power of Holy Spirit would take this act of faith, this prophetic act of ingesting this juice, this wine, that the blood of Jesus would literally cleanse us body, mind, and soul, and spirit. Heal us from trauma, Heal us from guilt and shame and condemnation and doubt and literally allow us to step into this new season with a brand new clean slate able to hear the voice of our Father speak to us. God has not given us the spirit of fear again into bondage but the spirit that we might cry Papa God, Abba, Daddy God. So Lord, we thank you in this moment a miracle will happen. Demons will lose their hold spirits will be broken off of us. Hexes and vexes and spells that have been spoken against us by words will be made null and void. Our own mistakes and missed opportunities and shame and guilt of our own disappointments will be washed and cleansed. And we will be washed thoroughly from an evil conscience so we can serve the living God. So, Lord, let a miracle happen now. Through the power of your precious blood, we receive an impartation now. Receive it. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.